I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, it's Malls. Reminder before the show to make sure that you are subscribed in Apple Podcasts. And if you're new, welcome to Please Advise Nation. Our show only works with your participation, so call 323-450-7408 with your dilemmas and life questions. Again, that's 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thank you and enjoy. Hey, everybody. It's episode 184 of Please Advise. Christina, I was just thinking about this before. 184 is like, I don't feel like we have a lot to show for ourselves after five years. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about this, too, because like we, yeah, we've been doing this for almost five years. And it's I, I know. Like, what? I said to someone the other day, I was like, and we're about to like hit like 200 episodes, like knowing that like we're still 20 away from that or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking to myself, like, OK, 200 episodes. That's like not bad. But like we've been doing this for five years. Like, I feel like we could do better. <laughs> <laughs> and it also I mean, doesn't feel like we've really like had long breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um 
Yeah, I don't know. It's I think it's also like uh, our live status. Like, you know, it's one thing when this is like your main thing, but another it's like when you're trying to shove it into like one tiny piece of the week. Or maybe it's our life status in that um, we're I'm expecting us to have like 300 episodes when in reality, (laughs) it's pretty good that we've done 184. Yeah. I mean, like that we've been able to do this independently, sort of independently. Like, yeah, you know, I think it's solid. I don't know. Proud of us. Yeah. Okay. So our guest today is Kelly. Kelly Lahey, she's back. She was, Kelly, you were on our show last year. We found you via the internet. Um, And if people want to go back and listen to her episode, you totally can. But basically, Kelly's like, you're 21 now, right? 25? I am 21. And so she's basically like my 21-year-old internet friend in Florida. We both (laughs) love Ariana Grande. We, I, I feel like I see, you know, I love the retweets you bring to my timeline. I think you bring me a lot of great retweets. <laughs> and I just Thank want to you. have you back on the show because it's very rare that we get to have a young person on I that know. we really enjoy. Like, <laughs> I try to bring in some of the older folks because I feel like that's what we need to hear. Yeah. But sometimes we just need to hear from the youth. And Kelly, Absolutely. that's you today. Especially since, like, the ones in England are, like, leading the revolution about, like, climate change right now. Do mm-hmm. you see, like, the protests that, like, teenage girls were leading? Yeah, and then also like, or I was like, what was I doing? I was just like on a, on a on a message board about Smallville. That's what I was doing at sixteen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I and can't. did you see? Did you see like the um the protesters that were like they were trying to like um like deport people and yeah. like the protesters circled the plane and like basically like wouldn't let the plane take off and like the British government was like, it's cool, like don't worry, like you guys. That. But I yeah. love that. Did you guys see the video of that girl who, like, wouldn't sit down and let the plane leave because this this man was going to get deported? And she was like, absolutely not. Like, Oh, my I'm God, going. no. There's some oh real God, heroes I... out there. Some really? real heroes are stepping yeah. up. Yeah. That's one thing. To, that's one good thing and to say is yeah. there's a lot of, ev- like, evil-ass characters that we see out there. And then there's, like, <laughs> obvious beacons of hope, like um, AOC. But then we also just have a lot of regular-ass citizens standing up for people. I think that's great. Yeah, I think that's great. Well, I mean, there's nothing, like, regular about it. Those are exceptional people that do that. Um, but, like, that's that's kind of, like, averaging out the norm a little bit. That sort of makes people, I think, try harder to do the right thing when they can. Yeah. Um, so, wait. So I know. If you're getting shown up by a teenage girl, like. <laughs> well, teenage, I feel like teenage girls have always, like, in history, have always, Absolutely. like, had such a huge role. Like, the braveness Cultural of a teenage too. girl. Yeah. Like, it goes back to even, like. Just like the Revolutionary War had like tons of teenage girls who were like champions. And there was a great story on Drunk History Season 1 that like actually took place in Massachusetts or two, Drunk History Season 2. And Juno Temple played her. And basically like I grew up where the Revolutionary War where all that shit started. And I never heard this story, which was basically about a girl that was like Paul revering her way through the East Coast, like trying to get people like rallied for the Revolutionary War. So, like, it's pretty dope, you know? When we think about, like, Paul Revere, so famous, uh, most famous person where I'm from. And, uh, yeah, besides Ben Affleck, I guess. Uh, okay. So, Kelly, like, what is new with you? Where are you working? Who are you hanging out with? I see you out clubbing. What's going on? Oh. <laughs> um, well, yes. You know, I had my first sip of alcohol um, when I turned 21. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
But um, <laughs> been throwing it back since 16. But what's it called? Yeah. So nothing. Um, I'm not working right now. I am in school full time. Um, still at the same school. I, you know, have my friend group. I like to go out. I, I'm actually usually bar hopping when you think I'm clubbing. But I. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Bars here are just really lit. And I just feel like if I maybe wasn't, if I maybe didn't grow up in Miami in high school, like I wouldn't be like so exhausted to be able to actually attend clubs because like there, there are a lot over here. It's like a job. You're right. I, I think that like, she has, like I don't have club energy, yeah. but I totally am down for a ball. Bar I, crawl. I was the same way. <laughs> I like, like clubs are honestly clubs are draining. It's a whole experience. I like completely yeah. forgot the massive difference between clubs and bars in yeah. a lot of ways because I do this. I I have bar energy. I do not have club energy. I have it's a whole. Energy. Yeah, I have really big bed energy, and yeah. so I stay in bed and watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah, uh, people have just been calling me a shut-in to my face recently, and I realize like that. When people are just saying something in your face, like, that's when it's out of control. Like, you know, like, yeah. it would be one thing if they were just being like, oh, like, Molly doesn't leave too much yeah. or whatever. When someone's like, oh, like, you're a shut-in. Like, it's great. I'm like, oh, Jesus. But the reality no, is, my- is I've just, I've seen a lot of stuff, you know? It's, like, you've you're going to have to bring me out of state to yeah. sh- get me interested. Um my friend makes fun of me because I'm always like, oh, I hate clubbing. And she's like, every time you go, you're like, I had so much fun. Let me tell you what happened. But like, you have to really get me there. Like once I'm there, I might, I might have fun. But like getting me yeah, there is going to be a mission. It's a different getting ready process. Like it, there's such it anticipation. Is. I don't know if like you guys are dealing with like bottle service and lines, but like all of that's it, if you're in bottle service, that's an, a special like anxiety and stress. And if you're in the regular line, that's its own special hell. No. Like, oh my God. That's all of it's just exhausting. Kelly, oh, do you wait in line? Are wearing sunglasses inside in Miami clubs, and like that's hard to look at too. Like it's just a lot. <laughs> Most of your night is just trying to get a drink. Yeah, at the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kelly, did you read the, the Justin Bieber Haley Baldwin cover? Girl, so you know, I had yeah, to wait. I did. I had to wait too. Everyone has to wait. Um, uh, so you did read it, the Haley and Justin piece? Yeah, it was cute. Okay, you think it's cute? It was, it was like, kind of cute, I guess, yeah. I felt like there was a lot of unhealthy relationship patterns that I was seeing. I feel like he doesn't, like, know how to act as a person. <laughs> well, like, I mean, did that you, makes sense because, like, he has a very unconventional life. I think that the part that really freaked me out was when he, what, like, I think the part that freaked me out was when he jumped up on the bed and slobbered on her like a dog and then turned back yeah. to the reporter and was like, anyway, and it's just like, that's not that's to me seems like your interpretation of like how a person would treat a loved one and not like that doesn't sound fun for either party. Yeah. Like someone being up in your shit and then like, you know, putting on this display in front of a stranger, a yeah. strange reporter in the hotel room you live in. 
I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm i not going to, you know, I'm not going to throw out the S word. But, like, I feel like there might be some um, personality issues there that really concern me. Mm, okay. And also surrounding the way that he converses with people. I mean, he needs a mom, not a wife. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, like, I thought the baby boo thing was pretty cute. I was like, oh, he calls her baby boo. Like, that's so, like, <laughs> like I don't want to be called baby but like oh cute he says it to her and now I'm kind of creeped out now that you put it like that yeah you know like I'm like oh he saw that in a movie and like he thinks that's how people treat each other or something I don't know that's just me I also am always looking to like like, like, Mark Zuckerberg does like life and I feel like that's Justin Bieber in relationships yeah I agree I agree I like I just hope that he was like that's how I asked I hope he was truly nice to Selena Gomez, though. Like, I, I know that he, like, faux worships her, like, always calls her a princess. He was always very in love with her like that, even they were broken up. But I hope at the core of it, like, it wasn't too abusive for her. I hope that they were both pretty. I hope she's okay. I love Selena Gomez. I don't want anything bad for her. Haley Baldwin. Um, Christina, what are your thoughts? I can tell Christina's sitting here chomping at the bed. I was was just thinking, like, you're like, he doesn't know how to be a person, and that would make sense why he, like, adheres so hard to, like, religion, because it's kind of just telling you how to be a person. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no moral compass. Instead of just, like, living life and deciding, like, who you... And also, that that church that he belongs to is, like... Well, he switched churches. Is he not with Hillsong anymore? No. Oh, okay. No, it's interesting, because, like, he... I don't, like... So he has a new guy now, but I guess Carl Lentz, the guy who ran Hillsong, he was the one who he like is Justin got off Xanax at his house mm-hmm. and then he like switched churches. Um, and like this this preacher that he's with is known as a much more like loving approach where Carl Lentz is known as like a tough love approach. Mm-hmm. And he also looks like a fuck boy. Like yeah. Carl Lentz looks like a do you know who I'm talking about, Callie? He looks like I have he's no like idea ju- who you're talking about. It's like Justin Bieber's like, yeah, the like the church and Justin and uh, his preacher is like basically looks like a chain smoker or something like that, which is like way too young for me to be running a huge religious organization. Um, I love like I love that. Like. When people are who are just recently in marriage, they're just like, oof. Marriage is hard. And it's like, that's literally all you hear about marriage. Like, what part of you did not internalize that before you decided to make that jump? Honestly, like, that's what my broke my heart, too. Because, like, that's they're too early into being married yeah. to be so, like, they, they had a quick coming. and... It wasn't like they it wasn't like they dated for two years and now they're like, like they, marriages work like they, they're on month like four. They're like, they're like on month four. They're like, man, marriage is work. And it's like you should still be in the honeymoon phase. Like what's going yeah. like, you're They not got engaged for, like, in July. On. Yeah. Like they got engaged in literally July after like two weeks of sort of redating each other, which is like. Yeah, first of all, you should be in the honeymoon phase. I really wonder what's going on. There's also like a lot of conversation around like just how they balance each other out, which sounds like it's a good idea, but I feel like they're almost applying. Yeah, I feel like they're applying that like thing of like, oh, we balance each other out to like severe codependence. (laughs) Plus, all of this is taking place inside of a hotel room. Which that in and of itself is like, I know, granted, it's like a huge ass suite, but yeah. like that does, that's not a permanent enough living situation for two people. They have a home yeah. though in Canada. In Canada. Yeah. 
Um, Honestly, my but mom anyway, marriage is a scam, and like I believe her. She did. <laughs> what? She's like so? Oh, she is. So, <laughs> like, in what way is it a scam? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how it, did she? Like a, she was just like, listen, like men in general are like a scam. Like, don't fall for it. <laughs> it's a scam. And yeah. I believe, she's married. Like, she's doing well. You know, like whatever. But like. I feel like everyone, no matter how happy your relationship is, like it's a scam. Men are a scam. But yeah, I, I actually agree with that. Like there's a level of immediate financial entrapment. Like you're immediately like linking yourself financially to someone in most cases. Yeah. Like I already there's... have my wedding planned. Like I'm getting <laughs> married one day. Like I have my wedding plan. Like I'm that girl, but like I know it's a scam. Wait, yeah. what about your partner's input though? Huh? What about what your partner? For my wedding? Want? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, I I feel like there's a certain type of girl out there that they have to, I, and I think Kelly might be one of them, that has to marry someone who just knows yeah. that it, that the plan is taken care of and their needs will be considered second. Yeah. It's the fucking bride's day. It is. You it's can, the bride's you day. You with, like, when you have a wedding like that when you're yeah you i was just thinking the cake the food but like the color scheme like all that like that's me that's all me. yeah most men don't want to i was not thinking from just a pure heterosexual standpoint but yeah okay oh yeah no i mean even what happens if there's two brides whose day is it molly i mean honestly it's much more rare to see a gigantic ass lesbian wedding with 500 people that's like a nightmare <laughs> I don't even want like that's wedding. a straight person just, thing like, small wedding is gonna be like it's planned like <laughs> i what kind of dress are you wearing is it rustic what's going on what's the vibe yeah what's the vibe i mean you know like i'm thinking like a lot of florals lights you know chill outside vibes like i love you know, that i see that for you dress type thing not super poofy nothing like that just chilling you know but outside i feel i feel like the beach seems like a natural location for you you know, that area? I'm thinking more like garden-ish. Okay, mm. okay, okay. Okay, like a country garden. I like that. Yeah, you guys are going to be invited, so like you'll see it. Whenever. Oh, my God. Right. I'm so excited. Well, in yeah. six years, because, Kelly, you're not allowed to get married for at least four or five years. Yeah. That's like... I don't, no, I'm not getting married for a minute. Well, I could be but. dead by then, so... But... Well, <laughs> Let's I appreciate I appreciate the thought. I really do. Um, my love, we're going to start the episode and um, start listening to our calls. But um, just so you know, for listeners out there, we will be talking about Thank You Next at some point. We both are Ari stands. So, um, and I have, Kelly, I have merch coming for you. But don't worry. Ariana, literally, her ass takes, her ass takes eight to ten weeks. Like, and but I know it's going to actually be more like three or four months. It took like four months. Time. I know. I would rather have it take like it's time than come out wrong, too. So I'm I'm happy Whatever about that. Yeah. For her, you know, we're just. I've been to her. Well, you're right. I haven't listened to it yet. So I'm very interested in your takes. What? Yeah. Your takes. yeah. Christina hasn't listened to it yet. I know. I, have, I listen to people talk all day. So like listening to words after a while is like a little bit like my ears. But it's music. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's honestly like, it's beautiful I music. All day I'm driving in silence. No, no, I'm not one of those people. But like, I sometimes I just get tired of human voices. You know what's interesting <laughs> is like I will say this too. I'll just give you a category that might warm you up for this. 
I honestly think that this belongs to um, like a subgenre that falls that starts with the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh, okay, you like, got me there. I think it's that's like um, my favorite album. One that's of my favorite albums of all time. Me too. That's my favorite album. Uh, like that's my top five. I have yeah. and like for me, that's a genre starter. So I'm like, okay, that fall anything that falls under that. Like I put Jagged Little Pill under that. Like it's a very specific growth album, and yes. like yeah. this is oh my god, start to finish. Oof, she made some choices. There's some club bangers in there. Like, like, there bad are some idea. songs that I've heard, like the Seven Rings and the which one she does, like the whistle. This, uh, the whistle. Imagine yeah, yeah, you've yeah. heard the singles. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard "Break Up with Your Boy"? Uh, Break yeah, up with I your saw girlfriend. the video for that too. Yeah, yeah. That okay. I mean, I really didn't think I was gonna like that, but she. I, I had a thought this morning, which is like, as much as I was, we'll save it till more. But yeah. like, I will say, as much as I really like, was like, I don't like that idea. I don't like. I realized, you know, some of the best songs in American music are about people that know they're doing something bad. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? It, that's fucking relatable. Yeah. Everyone has had a crush on someone and been like, God, you yeah. know, if you left your girlfriend, it would be on, bitch. And yeah. like, it just feels dirty to admit that to yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, Kelly. Well, that song, yeah. Like, keep that energy away from me. Yeah. Uh, there yes. was a man. I found this old man, Kelly. You have to watch it after. I'll post it on the Please Advise thing. He's like, uh, he's like older. He's like from a foreign country. He's like, uh, I'm just not enticed by the idea of like, you're not entitled to anyone's boy like, girlfriend you're not entitled to anyone's boyfriend like he's like <laughs> literally does a reaction from like the moral standpoint of like a 65 year old man with no irony like I don't think he understands that like he's not supposed to take it that serious it's fantastic okay so let's take our calls beach let's do it hi Mo's Christina Wags and guests um, my name is Jennifer. I'm 33. I'm from London. I've been seeing a girl for about mm, three months. And should I let her read my tarot? Oh, nice. It seems like a big deal. All right. Thoughts, please. Thank you very much, guys. Okay, so this actually came with an email. I know it was short. Um, so she says, hey, malls, Christina and crew just left two rambling voice messages. I didn't play one of them because it was rambling. <laughs> um, so she said, um, should my girlfriend read my tarot for me? I'm a person that doesn't necessarily believe in it as a way for co contacting the spirit world or anything, but I do believe it is a helpful tool to for folk to organize their minds, point to what's the problem. Oh, and also she uses it all the time. I'm 33. She's 30. We've been together for three months and it's getting seriously like only dykes can. <laughs> I'm also a huge nacho expert. So give me, no, so give my kind of regards to Sammy. Never ever seen a Lifetime movie in my own lifetime. Have a Aww. blessed day, Jen. Oh, hi, Jen. Oh my God. Well, she's that's talking funny that she about, like, like watches. <laughs> she doesn't watch Lifetime movies. But a she lot of people to, yeah, do. So yeah, funny. it's so interesting. Like how many people say that they don't. Well, I have another podcast about Lifetime movies, Kelly. Um, but yeah, okay. It. So uh, yeah, I heard it. <laughs> um, so so um. I will say that, like, she's talking about someone reading her tarot, like, uh, it's like a fluid exchange. Like, they're talking yeah. about, like, going off birth control. Yeah, like, you know? like they're, they're, like, uh, they're polyamorous, and they're, like, making a fluid bond. They're fluid bonding. And so, but, like, the only thing I'll say is, In like... a way that only lesbians can. I will say to you that, like, you know, I, I'm going to let everyone else take off after this. I think that, um, 
people can be very manipulative with tarot. And mm-hmm. I think that it's important to remember that the cards say what they say. Um, and I think maybe you should have someone read your tarot before her yeah. just so that you can see what a normal experience is like. Like literally go get a $5 reading because it's not that deep. It's like really not that deep. And then like I because I think that the way that it sounds like it's been built up. I feel like she's going to maybe use this opportunity to try and like slide in some information or influence <laughs> your brain in a way that because it's not that big of a deal. It's like literally like um, I read people's angel cards on here all the time. It's not dissimilar. I've had people pull. I get messages from people all the time. Like if I say I'm going through something or if like whatever people will be like, I just pulled some tarot for you. Like and they'll send me some cards and like. That it, that's how not formal it is, like that you can just do it for a stranger. So I know it's getting like deep and lesbianic and I, and I love that for you, but like it's that's real deep. It's well, like, no, it's like, oh, the lesbianicness. Yeah, or the like, uh, that actually says like scientific studies have shown that like outside of like the relationship that most people have with their mother, like lesbians have like the closest well, everyone like everyone knows experience. that yeah. everyone knows everyone knows that like that's like a. Everyone knows whatever goes on with like that is it's very intense, right? We all know that. But like, I actually didn't, but that is good to know. That's interesting. How did you not know, Kelly? They move in after a week. That's like the that's the the cliche. I like it was the like UP army boys the U-Haul. and like their girlfriends are like the most like fast, intense pace. Oh, that's actually a good call too. I don't think that's real love, though. Is that terrible? Like, I feel like I feel I like know. when lesbians like get in, they're so in love. Like it's yeah. like infatuation. And I don't. I just don't. I think this girl's girlfriend is like kind of freaking me out. Uh, Kelly, do you want to weigh in on this? I just. I mean, I've had my cards read by like this woman in Denver, and honestly, like it was pretty spot on. Granted, like. She has no, like, like, no dog in the fight. Like, she has no reason to manipulate, like, the cards, anything like that. But if it was someone, like, a significant other, like, say I had, like, a boyfriend or something who was like, oh, let me read your cards. And he's like, well, you know, your cards say that I need more blowjobs. Like, it can go wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. And like, also like when that woman read your cards in Denver, right? Like you weren't leading up to it. Like, oh, wow. Like this is sacred. Like, I don't know if I should do this. Like I might not handle the power of the information. Like you kind of did it like, yeah. I I did it more for fun. My mom had gone to her. It was like everything she said and ended up kind of being right. And it like it was actually like really interesting like she knew and like she didn't know like my last name anything before like she touched without really digging on like the con like the the topics that we talked about like the last time and she just yeah she just knew things and I was so shook she knew things about like boys I have dated she knew things about you know Gainesville she knew just she just knew things and she gave me new perspectives on it. And I thought that that was really cool. But I also can see how like, you know, if I could fake read parts. So basically it can be a really, it can be like a really good experience, but 
it's about as serious as like getting a hair wrap at camp. Like you shouldn't be thinking about it more than like, oh, I'm going to get vacation braids. Like, no. But I feel like like definitely hearing, you know, like your girlfriend can put in what she wants from you, like subtle little things. Like it can impact your relationship if you let it, if you take it seriously. I just don't know why she thinks it's so serious. I, I, it might have been just because, like, the girlfriend has really been like, this guides me every day in my intentions for the day. And it really is grounding in my um, intentions. So, like, I think you really would benefit from it. I think um, if you take one thing from this call, girl, besides whatever Christine is going to say, um, it's our it's our reaction to how not serious tarot is. Yeah. Because it sounds like whatever it's like, it's literally that that is the least deep part of the call that you made to us. Like everything else is way more interesting than tarot. I'm going to agree with you, Molls, that like she should start with like an objective baseline reading. So because like it is very much like up to the person. And so like it's kind of like um, when people get like uh, spiritual readings, like ghost readings from someone, they're like, I'm seeing someone with a P who was very influential with you. And you just like run through your head of all the like P names that you've had in your life. And you just like confirm this thing that was completely like random and it may not have like, you know, it was just an educated guess that they made about someone. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think Malls is right. Start with an objective uh, baseline to get started. And then, you know, uh, don't I take mean, it too seriously. Your girlfriend also knows a lot about you yeah. and can absolutely pray to your like, you know, I'm not saying your girlfriend's a bad manipulative person and no. like necessarily, but I will say I think it's a fucking possibility. Like I'll throw that out there. Um, I, I do think that there's a chance her intentions are not 100% pure just based on how freaked out you sound by the whole nature of tarot or like just like it sounds like you're on some like love drug talking about like something that's basically not just a deck of cards. Um, yeah. And so, you know, literally like ch- try a few tarot readings online. Like tarot, just like do as it long if you want to do it. Just don't if you yeah. don't. Like it's not but just don't but just don't take just don't trust don't touch trust this woman too much okay like don't believe anything she says because she knows who you are i feel like this is about to wind up with her joining herbalife yeah right like i think she's about to start selling herbalife or like some sort of mlm like this is how people get into cults yeah you know, oh my God. Um, and not, and no disrespect to anyone who like who's tarot who who's in a cult. Tar- no, who no. Uh, <laughs> who uses tarot to like help inform them. And it no, them, not like, at all. You know, everyone can choose which degree they can take the seriousness. If of, like, the, anything, the process. I say this with respect to those people because I know true tarot heads are not out here trying to like manipulate anyone or influence anyone. Yeah, um, they'll tell you it can be powerful, but also people are. People are, you can't trust them, dog. Um, that's some oil I have. Sorry, that smells like the devil, I think. It's supposed to ward away the devil. Oh, my God, interesting that this is right here for that. Um, okay, let's take another call. Hi, Molly, Christina, Wags, and guest. I love you guys. Um, I was just calling about a recent dilemma. Um, just to give a little bit of context, it involves my mom. We have kind of a complicated relationship history there's like some alcohol um abuse stuff uh not between her and I but between her and previous husbands and you know there was a lot of codependency in the relationship up until a couple years ago when I actually moved away 
Um, I moved a couple hours, got like some healthy distance in there and uh, th things are great. Her and I are in a good place where, you know, we can talk, but it's not codependent and she's in a great relationship. You know, after three not great marriages, she's finally with a guy that I adore. I'm so happy for them. Um, they're living their best adult non-crazy life and I'm here for every second of it. But she recently told me that they're going to go get married and the plan originally had been with everybody, you know, everyone's kind of of the mind that like this one's going to stick. So we all want to be a part of it. But at the last minute, she kind of decided, nope, I want to do it just us. They went down south, they eloped with just some friends. Um, and it really hurt me because out of all of the bad marriages that I've been around for, this is one I would have really liked to be at. I believe this is the love of her life and she's so happy and this is something I really would have loved to be a part of. You know, it's not just her marrying someone, it's me getting a stepdad. It's a blessing to get a stepdad that I adore. So I don't know, when I first was told about it, I felt really hurt. And I'm kind of wondering, you know, is that just the old codependency rearing its head? I mean, she's a grown-ass woman, and she's done this three times with the church and the dress and the, you know, that never really fucking worked for her. So she should get married on a boat if she wants. Like, who cares? Whatever she wants to do. And I think that the mature part of my brain is like, yeah, just let her find her bliss, whatever happens. But... I don't know. Uh, do, do you think it's worth talking about? I mean, we've tried therapy before where, you know, I kind of let her know I had to be the parent a lot growing up. You know, I kind of like parented upward. And so, you know, I, I think that I've made a lot of strides in like releasing the control from that part of the relationship. But I, I'm kind of struggling. Should I just let it go? Should I let her know how it made me feel? Should I shut the fuck up and just be happy that she's happy? I don't know. I need some help. Please advise. Wow. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> wow. Kelly, do you want to go first? Um, I, I think it's very interesting that, you know, his name was Sharky. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. One of the one, one of the, the ex-husbands' husbands name is Sharky. Sharky. <laughs> she said that in the in yeah. the email. I don't know how you let someone named Sharky hurt your feelings, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I think it's hard when you know there's been addiction and abuse and things like it's not really a secret. Like you know, my brother he's over a year sober now, and you know, good like we that's love great, that. but love that for him sober man dan but um sober man dan <laughs> no really that's what his name on my phone is sober man dan <laughs> but um that's so cute but i i get it to a certain extent like you know i was there for all the bad times so like when something good happens like i'm just so excited i'm like yay like finally like you really hold on to like good moments um but at the end of the day like it's their moment and it's not about you and like your feelings are valid but you can't you know it's her wedding and like if she's already done the big dress you know the Pinterest board stuff and it just hasn't worked out and she's like you know I want to be more low-key like let her have that let it be about her and just you know like she, I agree I agree let, let her have her moment and you know like you feel how you feel and that's okay but just realize like just you know 
this is her marriage. You're like, yeah, if you were I living think... in the house and things like that, like maybe, but you said you have healthy distance. Like he's your stepdad, but he's not raising you. So. I agree with you. I agree that like, you know, the first three weddings um, were with everyone. And I think that if your mom is doing it different this time, I'm not surprised that she did the wedding differently as well. Um, and you said like, you know, that the last three marriages were really hard. And I think that the key word there is marriage because the wedding day probably was fine. And the yeah. only difference that you have here is that you didn't get to have the wedding day. That's a great point. And, and, but you have the marriage and the happiness that your mom's going to have for the rest of her life. Now, um, I will say that like, I think this is an emotion you can have. Um, and I can understand, but I do think that like, it's not, it won't serve you in the long term yep. at all to, to keep this attitude about it because like, it, like, what does it matter? You missed like the vows, you know? Yeah. There's something that I like, uh, as a person in therapy, I keep getting reminded that like, you cannot control the pain that you have for something, but you can control the suffering. Yes. <laughs> and so like you, you, you know, it's fine that you feel a way about it, but like to continually still feel that way is you need to handle that, that aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think, you know, your mom did anything wrong. I think that you need to think about, you know, maybe scenarios in your life that could like lead you to wind up wanting a small, quiet wedding with just you and your significant other. I think that like, I think actually, you know, I think there's something really poetic and quite obvious about what's different with this marriage in every way and I didn't um, go to my mom's wedding yeah I would have loved not to gone to my mom's wedding uh, I was at a <laughs> like, place and she texted us like I'm married we're like oh I'm really okay and how did you how did you feel about that like were you okay with it I mean you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> They were having a big wedding and we were in a oh. dust sitting. And, you know, we were younger. Like, we were like, still like, no, get married to dad. And we were like, we're not going. And so we ate barbecue yeah. instead. And they got married and they're still together. So, well, you know, how was that like, barbecue? But do you still feel, really do you still feel a way now about how that went down? Or are you like, whatever, it's fine. It was fine. I don't regret not going. Uh -huh. Um, because no one it, it it ended up just being you know them and witnesses and I think you know like they enjoyed their wedding day either way you know like it wasn't overwhelming for us like as young kids to like you know see her marry someone else and that's you know, scarring that's, yeah I can imagine you know like my dad was getting married really soon after and like we had to go to that one because it was like a destination one and so I feel like, you know, like we just took a little time out. We were, you know, eating, snacking, me and my siblings. And she got married and she did her thing and she had a good wedding like for herself. She was happy about it. And, you know, like the wedding day is for you, you know, like the people like, yes, like you want them to enjoy themselves. But at the end of the day, like the wedding's for you. If I want to, yeah. you know, if I want to have a big, my, my wedding that I have planned already and I want it to be just me and my groom, like that's what I'm going to do. Like, and that's what it is. And yeah. You know, and like, I wonder how much this was with her mom, like 
a wedding versus like an exchange of vows. Like yeah. it sounds like yeah. an exchange and it sounds like a vow exchange more also, than Also like your fourth time in. It's just kind of like I wouldn't I would be embarrassed to have a big fourth wedding. Yeah, she I might she might not even a, just think of it as that big of a deal. You know, it's just like cuz she's done it so many times. But I also just like want to say like it's it's one thing. It sounds like she's really self-aware of her problems, but like it's, it's one thing to be self-aware, but you're not doing anything about it. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. not giving into like the that she's she's giving into the part of her that knows that this is childish. Yeah, and I think that that's and just recognizing that alone is not enough. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It doesn't make you a good person. Yeah, person you, I would feel I, like at a certain point you'd be unflattered by it. Like you would start to feel unflattered by your own feelings here. You know, that's like yeah. my most. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves when people are like, "I know this." about myself like but that's just how I am like I tweeted about this the other day I was like it is like stop if you're aware and you do nothing like that's worse than being not aware and like I'm not I trying agree to this girl. I'm not trying to attack this girl like you're valid your feelings are valid but like switch it up yeah I agree switch it up switch it up time to switch it up that's why I love Kelly she's the best <laughs> you have such a Thank good you. attitude but it Kelly. sounds like she's trying to do the work it's just be more intentional about it maybe Cause like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't have to be overnight. It just, you know, like, as long as you're actively, like, you know what, like, I feel this way, I'm feeling some sort of way, but you know what, like, I know I shouldn't be feeling some sort of way about this. Like, I shouldn't be reacting negatively. Like, I should just be happy. Like, sometimes being happy for people isn't easy, but, like, you just got to kind of do it. And, like, that's the yeah. part of growing up. You don't live with your mom. I feel like if she lived with her mom, and, you know, she was younger. I would be upset in a sense. Like, sure. Of course, because it's your home you know? environment. Yeah. Yeah. She's but he's not raising her, you know, like, it's, yeah, it's, at the end of the day, who cares? I agree with you. I agree with you. And like, you know, I will tell you, I and I say this to be like easy on you. But like, just so you know, sometimes when. I'm asking someone like, what do you think about this? Like, I'm waiting to see whether or not they go, oof, you know, like, and you don't really always get that with yeah. us when, cause we hear our calls off mic. And I will tell you like, this was a little bit of like an oof for me. Like I was like, this is not, this is not a good look for her. This isn't like, you know, I, she should know better than to like basically give into this. Um, but like, so like, just so you know, like that was my reaction, but I also understand and don't fully blame you. But yeah. this is like an oof. This is something you need to work on sooner rather than later. Yeah. You know? Okay, Kelly. So let's talk a little bit about thank you next, because you're uh, going to be probably my first person that I can really get into this with. Um, I want to know from... <laughs> no one understands. <laughs> How is that possible? You're 21 years old. I feel like there's probably ar arenators, arenators everywhere around they you. Need to My get friends a better are fan. tired of me. Uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> okay, so Everyone's yeah, first like, of all, oh, Anna, we get it. I'm like, no, you don't get it. Molly I don't think I get it because, well, first <laughs> of all, like she's never been great at picking songs. I will say, like, she has some banger singles for sure, but for the most part, like, she's never been a great, like. At, at selecting songs I think her taste can be really off and we see that in everything from her jewelry to her boots you mean like uh a light is coming wasn't really a s single worthy I actually liked that but that's sweetener so like yeah. I would say once we got to okay. sweetener I was seeing her pick better songs I would say like 
like um her first two albums and even dangerous woman had songs on them that i just was like that's not i don't really relate to it it's not a vocal feat for me whatever but i always knew she had an incredible voice then sweetener came around a lot of people were like have been saying like pharrell williams was the worst thing never happened ariana grande or that album rather i completely disagree i love pharrell i I grew up on pharrell so i love pharrell Um, i love pharrell everyone should love him He's so hot. And like, he also has been around <laughs> forever. He's Ageless. been, yeah, he's been around like literally the SWV, I, I will be right here, yeah. remix. That's him at the beginning of the song. Like, literally, that kid was fucking 18 or something when he did that. And Kelly, that song, if, you, if you never heard that song, go back and listen to it. I'll send it to you. In an email. Michael Jackson, so SV, uh, I will be right here, SWV remix. It's yeah. so fucking good. It's in Free Willy. Like, I know that's the other okay, thing no, that's wild about that song. It's from the Free Willy sound. Track. It's from Free it's Willy. Ama- it's an amazing R&B song. Yeah, and like, yeah, it's just like imagine yourself falling in love with someone while you're listening. Kelly, to Kelly, you're album. too young for this. But like, when you when I was like when I was like uh, ten years old and Free Willy came out, Movie like were lit back it's, then. It's I really hard. Willy. Yeah, if, if Free Willy like really switched things up. I also remember seeing um, the Little Mermaid for the first time in the theater, and that was the first time seeing a Disney movie where they had really like gone over the top with the animation. That's when they really switched to like that sort of like more high def, like classic Disney animation that we yeah, got to know. Yeah, they spent months like researching how like her hair would move in underwater. Yeah, and like that movie was fucking lit. And I remember my mom being like, we're gonna go back and see it. We saw Lion King twice in one day. Like that's how, that's how important, like crazy it was when a dope ass movie came out. Yeah. But anyway, all this is to say that I thought Sweetener was like a peak for her. And then her life fell the fuck apart during all of this. We've gone, we've talked endlessly. At what should have been like a career peak for her. Yeah. Like her personal life fell to shit. Her personal life fell to shit, which as bad as it is, it was the best thing that could have happened for her. Like, because this album that was born from this. And I think as a person too, she's 25. Yeah. Like this is 25 is like an important part of your life where you start to really grow. I hate to say that Kelly, cause I feel like that means I'm saying that the worst is yet to come, but like the most challenging Don't even stuff say is that. yet to the come. Worst? No. <laughs> if it gets worse, I'm not interested. Oh, I would Kelly. like to cancel my subscription. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You get better at handling it. You, you get, get better at you handling it. You get so it. much more resilient. That's the truth. It's like, you're just like, okay. Yeah. Anything that like would have spun me out at 19, I'm just like, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And by the this time is- you hit 30, like nothing upsets you. Like, <laughs> Guys, I, when I- you know, you know, yeah. I was all types of spun out at 19 and I just, Who's gonna hurt my feelings? No one. No, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Um, But yeah, like I mean, basically, that's the worst thing that can happen to a relationship. (laughs) And we've talked about this, like literally, an ex that you had a messy breakup with passing away to a month and a half into your engagement is like that's that's that takes a havoc. Like literally, it it's worse than losing a parent. I think in a lot of ways because it's like Ghostin says it best because it's like. I'm like, I know you're pretending not to hear me cry right now as I lay in the bed crying about this other man, mm-hmm. you know, and like you, and first he, of all, it painted, it painted such a picture. Oh my God. I know. Honestly though, like on the flip side of it though, like in Ghosted at least, like that is her most like vulnerable song, I think like, oh yeah, for sure. but like 
on the flip side, like, how do you react if you have a significant other and their ex died? Like, oh, like literally not well. Like, I would not handle it well. I actually will say, I have I've never not respected Pete throughout all of this. I think that he's a good kid and that he deserves it. Like. He deserves a lot. I Especially really do. when you're dealing with your own like mental health stuff that you're 100%. just trying to get together. That like it yeah, takes it's... a lot of effort some days to like have to hold it together. Yeah, or, it's it's. Says, I, I mean, like I don't even have that. It's but, hard like, enough when two mentally ill people get together, and then it's when you throw like gauntlet shit at them like that. Like it's gonna explode. I understand. You know, it just... I do feel like he. I I hate I hate, and I have gotten in the most heated discussions. I loved Mac Miller. I love Mac Miller. I listened to him on the regular. Like, I hate that people said that Ariana Grande is milking it. I hate it. And I hate that oh. when she talks about Mac Miller, it's milking it. But when Mac, but when Pete Davidson talks about Ariana Grande, it's not milking it. He's just hurt. Like, I hate that. Like, they're both going through it. They're both working their stuff out. Like, yeah, I, I think know. it's insane to say that she's milking it because, like, you know, not only were they together for two years and, like, obviously, like, a lot of people blamed her for, like, the things that were happening to him leading up to, like, the car crash in and of itself. That in and of itself is traumatic, right? And then, like, it comes... I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to... Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, like she was friends with him for, for eight or nine years or something. And so, and then going, watching, as you were about to say, I think like watching being with an addict on, you know, is romantically and as a friend is really difficult. So hard. So hard. Like, Oh, right. I mean, you just went through it with your brother. Yeah. And I've dated people who have had issues and it's just like, just like being involved in any sort of way. Like I'll talk on my brother, like, he's so open about it like he'll even say he's like I was like I've been horrible when I used you know and like it's true like it's so exhausting and like you can't stop them no matter what like you cannot stop them and sometimes the only way that you can really help them is by leaving them and you know like my brother like his last relapse was really bad and we were like you're on the streets like we are not enabling you we are not helping you you go to rehab or you are homeless. And he was like, well, F you. And then he was like, you know what? Actually, um, this isn't working out. <laughs> yeah, this is not a good long-term look for me. Yeah, um, and, you know, and it's like, not cute. <laughs> and moving, like, you don't have to stay with someone because they are going through it. You know, like, even right. in, in, in any scenario, not even addiction, like, if something traumatic has happened, like, you know, what happened to you is not your fault, but like, and like, I've been told this, but like you're healing and like what you do about it is your responsibility and it's no one else's to make you better. And I, I, like, I, agree. I think it takes yep. a lot more courage to like leave than people understand, but that doesn't mean that you don't care about the person. Yeah, no, absolutely. And she said it, you know, it really like um, hit me when she said we talked about this time, like so many times. Yeah. You know, when she about like, you know, basically waking up to this news. And I think anyone who has ever loved or cared about an addict knows that that's your biggest fear is like when the phone rings 
that could be about that. And like, you know, it's just a, it's a terrible thing to anticipate and then to have to happen. And I will see the other thing about Mac Miller that is like, especially I would say distressing if you're with him is that he's not running out of money. Like mm-hmm. he's not going to use yeah. enough drugs that he's not going to be able to keep going. Like he was exactly. still like at, at a peak as an artist. He was like financially set. He had people around him that were enabling him. Like, you know, it's almost different when someone hits rock bottom because they have nothing. Like when, you know, if if you can chalk it up to being like, oh, like she thinks she's better than this or like we love each other. But, you know, like and I think that that's the kind of excuses that addicts make where it's like, oh, she wanted something different. You or, know? or like people who like are love addicts but aren't in their involved in their life to make them stop. It's like they expect the person who's the significant other to like completely shove off whatever stuff they're dealing with in their own lives to like make that one person and their struggle a priority. But if you have your own mental health issues or own demons that you're dealing with, like, there's a point it's where you exhausting. have to cut it off and be like, I need to take care of myself. Like, yeah. I'm not useful to you. And there's also, yeah. like, some you stuff can't that I wonder. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <coughs> oh, no. Say that again, I, Kelly. Sorry. sorry. I was just saying, you can't pour it from an empty cup. And, like, yep. Like, something that, like, I've been told, like, throughout, like, my time in, like, different therapies is, like, you're always told like even on airplanes like put your mask on before you put someone else's on yeah lord knows what was going on in her life and her relationships and and just in general like you need to at some point like be like you know what i can't help anyone if i'm not helped like yeah helping myself and so like yeah i think people want to demonize her leaving like you left him at his lowest point like do you think she just saw like oh you're doing drugs peace she was probably like, oh, well, let's try to fix this. And at a certain point, you need to have respect for yourself and just cut it off. Yeah, I would be surprised if at any point during their relationship, he had ever really been fully sober. And like, especially knowing him as a friend, like, you know, when someone, you know, you don't expect them to necessarily change. And I do wonder, like, what if Ari has secrets of her own, if she's got some demons of her own. But, um, you know, this whole thing really made me think a a lot about how, like, we don't really talk about her dad and, like, Mm. her relation, her complicated relationship with her father and, um, like, you know, how that might have some, like, you know, some stuff in play here for her. Because, um, you know, her dad, I don't really know the details except that um, they got, her parents got divorced when she was, like, really young, like like one or two. And she had a decent relationship with her dad, but, but like Joan, her mom did like a lot to sort of make sure that he didn't have any like real custody of her. Um, he was like allegedly like abusive or whatever, like, um, um, I don't think physically, um, but he was like a threatening type person. Right. And Mm -hmm. like she, he started to show up more when Ariana was a teenager. And then, um, I guess there was some sort of business deal or something that he made a betrayal, like, similar to, like, what's going on with Kanye West right now with, like, um, his cousin, like, charged some fashion designer, like, $900,000 to do a deal with him to, to say Kanye would play. And, like, it was a fake deal, but it was, like, run through his cousin. Like, I think her dad tried to do something like that, like, some mm. sort of, like, put her name on something, sort of whatever. And uh, Britney Spears' dad has been caught doing shit like that, too. But, like, um, yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> I can't help but I can't help but wonder like what her relationship with her dad is like done because she 
does have a habit of like going from person to person. You know, um, she does have a very notorious history of overlaps. Cheat, like being a cheater, cheat, being cheated on. You know, um, it's it's interesting to me. It's interesting because like that makes me wonder. That I, I whenever I'm listening to something, I'm always trying to read between the lines. Yeah, and like to to a fault probably because like this a lot of these songs are co-written. But like it, the the album seems so autobiographical. Like you can't help but wonder about some bigger picture stuff. I was watching an interview and she was like, "It's co-written, but basically all her friends were like, when when shit went down, they were like, we're on a plane, we're on our way, and it was yeah. just like them. Apparently the the whole album was written when she was like drunk, and it was just like crying therapy sessions and songs. Yeah. Yeah, she so she said that Ghostin was the one. It took her like two weeks to write that because she would have to take mm-hmm. breaks in between or whatever. I'm just telling yeah. Christina because Christina don't know shit. Know. Um, but know. everything else on the album was written in like an hour, which is like incredible because they're her best, most raw, honest songs. And like also sonically speaking, this album is just fucking bop after bop, like literally bad idea. I could see Bad oh Idea, God. like, shaking was- down any gay disco in, in West Hollywood. Like, literally, I'll like, let you truly. I'll you know if it plays tonight. It's supposed truly. to be going out. And, like, and yeah, yeah, I'll let you know if, if I hear something. If you hear Bad Idea. But favorite, yeah. favorite tracks from both of you? I want to hear what your favorite tracks are. Okay, Kelly, you go first because I have to think. Mine is Needy. Like, I just, you know, she really, she, she went in on us and herself. She just exposed the inner codependent and on all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree. I'm literally I'm about to be one of those like gay guys on YouTube that's like I like needy NASA fake smile. Like I literally am going like to list every single song. I, I know. Like, I, I guess like she dropped she dropped like a snippet of needy and when I tell you like I sound mm. like a really like creepy crazy stand like I would listen to it. Like over and over because i'm like okay, me too like, no me i used to do the same thing <laughs> you say this like the album didn't like this album dropped like years ago no like i've been we've been listening to these clips for like two months like ari ari like she really drags us along like ari drags us along like can you admit that like she really owns our asses like okay and i'm like- i'm a 35 year old woman like why am I Apple listening to this twenty five year old girl? Apple Music didn't release it on time, and I bought Spotify Premium. Pre- premium. And oh I, yeah. I have Apple Music, but I needed to hear it at midnight, and so I was like, you know what, Apple Music, I'm getting Spotify, and I got it, yeah. and I paid nine dollars for it, and I don't regret it. Best nine dollars like, you ever spent. I was thinking of you guys too because we get it at nine p.m. Yeah, it was so I was and like, I saw it popped up as a notification for me because they're like Spotify's like. I have something you pre-saved you it bitch yeah. no they were they it was like we have something you think you would like to hear yeah I think uh I think <laughs> like Sco- I, was I like think Molly's losing it right Scooter now Scooter Braun is up there with Chris Jenner of just people that are like high-key crazy hustlers yeah like I they figured out every way did you see all to- top 20 all top 20 of the iTunes charts yesterday were Ariana songs no way yeah every single one I'm and not thank surprised. Yeah. Does she have a rock song on there? 
Um, no, no, no. Like oh. the top 20 of, of the whole U.S. Oh, oh, cha- oh, oh chart the actual for, like single charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so. I thought she was owning every like genre chart. And no. I was like, wow. No, 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 no. Could you imagine her putting out a country? Well, no, Beyonce th- put oh out my a country God, single. No. So. Please. No, this song does like, it sounds a lot. There's a lot of Rihanna I influences. I into like an Ariana practicing different genre album. Um, yeah, and she has a very good, like, she can do, like, the diva, like, ballad. She does an incredible, like, Celine Dion impression that's, like, as better, oh as God. good, or maybe and better Sakira. than Celine Dion. Yeah, she's incredible. Like, she could really, I think Oh, yeah, I've seen her on SNL. But, like, um, I will say that, like, um, I will say this album was great for Rihanna fans because Rihanna has starved us for two years. Three years, <laughs> oh probably. Um, it sounded a lot, there was a lot of those influences. It was really like, I don't know. It's like dirty, by the way. Her it's churn. like dirty. Yeah. Her, ch- yeah, it is like the girlfriend that break up with your girlfriend. Well, yeah. And like, like makeup oh yeah. How do you feel like about, about starting a nasty ass fight? So your boyfriend will fuck you. Like makeup <laughs> is like literally like, fuck. But like honestly, I was watching. Yeah. Can we all just admit that we relate to a lot of them? Like even makeup. Oh, all like- of them. Like, we hate ourselves for it. Like, I hate myself for feeling needy on the on the level I do. I hate myself for feeling makeup on the level I do. For break up with your boyfriend, I'm bored. Like, you know, am I going to go dye my hair? Like, oh, and she dropped the music video. Like, okay, queen. Um, yeah. No, but, like, am I going to go dye my hair to look like your girlfriend and, like, try to steal you? No. Have I been, like, damn. <laughs> that girl's yeah. girlfriend, too? Yes. Am I going to do anything about it? No. But, like. Have I started but a like, fight with a boyfriend to, you know, like ha- make up? Yeah. Because like break it's up fun. with your boyfriend, uh, break up with your girlfriend and board. It's like almost like it's less of a uh, demand and more of like a prayer. Do you know what I mean? It's like, this is what I'm over here thinking. I know you're thinking this too. She's not like, I'm saying this to you, boy. Like she's, I think, yeah. I think they did that song very cleverly because I right away when I saw that title and she is a smart businesswoman. I was thinking of Cassie David. I was like, oh, if I was Cassie David and I saw that, I would absolutely want to die. Um, but it turned out to not be about that. And she executed it in a way that I didn't feel like I'm like, oh, this is a nasty shot at another yeah. woman, you know? But mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was do- I, I thought it was dope. I would say fake smile and um uh uh sorry, um ghost in and then uh, I love bad idea and then um uh oh god um i mean i love needy needy nasa nasa's good i think nasa serves a really important spot that like there's never been a song about it where girls just like yo like i love you this is not a fight there's no you didn't literally it's just one of those days by by uh, monica for this generation where it's like i just want to kick it i need space but i love you so i'm gonna what i'm gonna do is and this is also a little bit not fair because like i'm gonna say like next next time we record i'll i'll have listened to it and and that's three episodes from now yeah um no listen to it at home and then come in and make notes yeah i want to do that i want to listen to it at home i love my favorite thing is to read like all the annotations on rap genius Mm -hmm. So like I'm gonna do a deep dive on this album, I love and that. then we're I'm gonna present to you my and thoughts. listen to it like while you're reading like Rap Genius. Okay, Christina is going to read a letter. Okay, so <clears throat> hi Malls and Christina. First, I want to preface this by saying I know this is an issue that needs continual work with some kind of therapist, and I am looking into that. Okay, but in the meantime, I could really use some candid advice. 
Basically, I'm in a nearly four-year relationship, both women, if that's relevant, 100% relevant, <laughs> that has some ongoing communication issues that I'm not quite sure how to fix. The best summary I can give is that there's a combo effect of my partner being very, very sensitive to, sensitive to criticism, and I really struggle with telling people things they don't want to hear. This has created a situation which has been years in the making where when my partner does something that bothers me or hurts me, I feel helpless in terms of addressing it. What has happened in the past is I'll work up the courage to say something like, hey, this thing you really did doesn't work for me or it hurts me in some way. And she will shut down or cry for hours or just get so self-deprecating and ashamed of herself that I'm just like, it feels like I'm just kicking her when she's down by trying to talk about it further. In her defense, because, she take, because it takes me so long to work up the mental strength to give that kind of feedback, I think I've often given it at a non-ideal time. I also find myself immediately walking back any criticism when I see her reaction because I hate putting her through it, which ultimately does neither of us any good and wastes our time and emotional energy. Like I said, this pattern has been going on for years, and now I've gotten to a point where I just withdraw and don't bring up anything that's bothering me. But at the same time, I'm definitely not the most enthusiastic partner anymore. I struggle with feeling intimate with her and generally feel tired, which probably doesn't help her sense of self or their relationship either. I found myself unhappy in this relationship lately. I love her a lot, but feel resentful and sensitive because of the things that she's done that have hurt me. Not huge, but because it's all unresolved and unexpressed, the pain is magnified. What can I do to try to get back on track? Or is this relationship maybe past the point of no return? Mm. Oh, and some other background info. <laughs> We're both in our early 20s, started dating in college, and this is an ongoing, this is the only long-term relationship I've ever been in. Thanks a million. Ow. Uh, I mean, can I just start out by saying <clears throat> that, like, it sounds like you're, like, she's the only one in the relationship allowed to have feelings and that you guys have established that yep. and right by now. So like it, as long as you can come to terms with the fact that you're never going to be allowed to have feelings in this relationship that are honored and <laughs> you know, I no, I mean dead ass. Like, yeah, no, 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 it's true. That, no, I'm laughing because it's so true. Cause she's minimizing like anytime that you come to her defensiveness is really difficult to begin with. Let me tell you, it is something I am working on in therapy. It's really, it's really hard. Cause like you hit a, wall and like it, I think anyone who cares about someone their instinct is to not want to hurt them yeah and so especially if you like care about someone enough to take an issue to them because most of the time people just won't bring it up if you care about someone enough to take an issue to them and then they're like their immediate reaction is like your worst fear which is like they take it the wrong way and it becomes like a negative problem as opposed to like a potential thing that has a fix and a solution yeah um, you're not going to want to do it again. And look at where you are. You're scared to bring stuff up in your own relationship. And that is a form of abuse. It is like, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I think it's emotional abuse. I think that yeah. it's very manipulative. Like, I know that there is like a, a broader term that like, I just think that you should look at like some sorts of narcissistic abuse because I think that that definitely, um, when whenever you go to someone and, and you tell them that you have a problem and then you leave feeling like you had the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. That's when narcissistic it's like, abuse. Wait, what? That's narcissistic. <laughs> that's, that's a person that can't, they would rather have you feel like that, that pain and deal with it and see how, cause you've taught her that you will back down. 
yeah. and uh, and take on that responsibility. I don't think that it's I, necessarily the, too late to save, but I think at the very least you guys need a break. There's definitely been moments where I've had like I'm coming because they're the ones who have the problem. And then I've like ended up the situation, like apologizing for bringing up the problem in the first place. And I'm just like, wait, how did this happen? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it happens like sometimes you have friends who do it, but it happens a lot in romantic relationships, especially ones that started out with like a lot of passion. Yeah. You know, because like it cut you very quickly um, to become very forgiving of each other because you, you know, you want to move past it. And like once if if a person is predisposed to doing this with their personality, once yep. they see the weakness in you, they're going to keep going for it because why wouldn't she? Yeah. She She's gets like, I don't live, have to legitimize gets, your complaints. She gets to live the life she wants. Like yeah. she gets a girlfriend. She doesn't have to be held responsible, really. She doesn't have to deal with your feelings. Like, you know, you're sitting here saying that, like, it sounds like you're doing all the feeling in the relationship. Yeah. You're so held down by your fear of her and that you, you, you can't. Yeah. yeah. You spend so much time, like, trying to figure out a way. Like, think They're about not, all the hours of investment you've had to, like, try to come at something a different angle. To, you're like, walking not- on eggshells full time. And that is yeah. you. You'll miss your like you have already spent half a decade almost in this relationship. I think you have to take a break. And I think that like part of that's going to involve getting to know yourself better. And part of that is going to involve meeting other people. Yeah. And seeing that this is not how people treat each other all the time. Um, Because when you've been with someone for a long time who treats you badly, you will be shocked when they all of a sudden, like you start to meet people that treat you well. You're like, whoa, what's this? That is so true. Like, I know. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, that's so true. Like, you don't under, like, sometimes, like, you don't realize how invalidated you are by someone until someone else validates you. So I feel like the advice for her would probably be leave her, break up with your girlfriend. We're bored. But, um, like, it's just, yeah, no one should. I feel like also, if you know that someone's very sensitive, because I feel like there's a difference between being sensitive and being dismissive about someone's like coming to you with an issue. I agree. I I think you're right. I think her girlfriend sounds very insensitive. In fact, she yeah. seems like, yeah, she seems insensitive so, to other people's feelings. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm very sensitive. Like if I feel like if you tell me that I hurt you, like I'm going to be really upset by it, but I'm yeah. not going to be angry and like dismissive. Like I'll acknowledge it, but like I will, I'll like, I'll be visibly upset maybe like depending on the situation like I'll feel very bad and I'll be like oh my god like you know that's a good way to put it when someone's angry that you were hurt that is weird yeah that's a weird reaction reaction. yeah people who are angry when you tell them that you know that they hurt you they don't care (laughs) I think it's one thing to say you're being petty but it's like that thing where you're like like where you're like come on you're being a little bit petty but like when someone comes to you and is like hey when you say that it really hurts me and they're like well what do you expect like you think that like you can say this and that won't hurt me like they immediately deflect and like or they immediately like try and phrase it in a way that's like well you like you taught me to treat you like that I thought that's how you liked it yeah and you know and like you should never I'm so sorry. I feel like I keep interrupting. I don't mean to. No, 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 no. no, no. It's, it's our it's our lapse in our connection. We're like a couple seconds behind, I think, or like a second. It's also behind. just like the nature of not being able to see each other's body language. Yeah. 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 
um I feel like you should never like I've learned to never accept an apology that is like I'm sorry I made you feel that way it's like acknowledge like you did make me feel that if I made you feel that way yeah I messed up what I was saying it should never be I'm sorry if I made you feel that way it should be I'm sorry I made you feel that way like because there's no if. if if someone's telling you that you made them feel a certain way you made them feel a certain way it's not like oh yeah, if, yeah, if i did like, that like God. you did do that so acknowledge it because that's not the intention it. right it's never to be like it, like an ideal response would be like i made you feel that way and that sucks because i don't i would never want you to feel that way you yeah. know like yeah. i buy that yeah when says like this is the like unfortunate part i think that um it's great that you're like uh this needs to be in therapy but like she needs to be in therapy a hundred per thousand percent like you can do all the like emotional labor in therapy to like figure out how to deal with this situation but nothing's going to change unless she changes because i was going to say from the jump like when we started like when you started off the email i was like oh this girl's a fucking defensive pain in the ass Because, like, when someone comes in, like, maybe it was also the way that you read it, too, where you were like, I know, blah, 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 because, like, that's funny. But, like, also, like, I do think that it was probably written like that, like, where it's like, I know what the problem is. And it's like, well, do you? Because, like, you're basically, you're defending us trying to help you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you are, like, trying to tell us that, like, you've got this under control. But it sounds really unfair to you and really not in control. And, like... I, if I were you, like, I would approach some of your old ass friends, like people who have known you for a long time, if you have those people in your life and be like, yo, like, have I changed? Like, do you feel like I'm the same person? Do you feel like I have lost myself or am losing myself to this person? Miserable all the time. Yeah. For how long have I been this miserable? Yeah. Do I complain (laughs) most of the time you see me? Yeah. And you're in your early twenties. Like I know, especially since it's a same sex relationship with two ladies, it can feel very intense and like, you know, you have emotionally invested in each other in a way that it may be a lot of people in their early tw- 20s haven't. But yeah. like you can find something like that again. In All a the more way. reason to pull out. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like and, and, and honestly state it as a break. Like and, you know, you might find that this person will be like, you know what? If you want to take a break from me, we're fucking over. And then great. Then you yeah. find out who they are. I'm going to the other thing I was looking through my phone for some of this call because I was looking for this very uh, there's a therapist that I follow on Instagram and she posts a lot about um, self-defensiveness and like she actually had a post this morning about it and this morning being February 9th. So her uh, handle is N-E-D-R-A-T-A-W-W-A-B. I don't know how to pronounce that, but that's what her handle is. Molly, I'll send this post to you. Okay. But she does have a post. It's like if you're defensive, remember this. I am not under attack. What is this person saying that might have some value? I can respond after this person finishes their point. I am not always right. It's okay for people to speak their truth. Listening allows me to respond appropriately. And it's just like, I don't know, if you can't afford to go to therapy right now, or if you want to kind of prompt somebody, like, hey, this is an interesting angle to look at something. Mm. Like, you can forward, like, these kinds of Instagrammy posts from actual like therapists it sounds so dumb but like that stuff does happen like there's little like just like pick-me-ups that you can do just to like you know they they always say like check in on your friends and like it doesn't have to be that deep it doesn't have to be as deep as like hey like I know you're going through something are you okay 
Like it can literally just be like, yo, here's an Instagram. And like, hopefully if that person's going to hurt themselves, they'll shoot a message back. Like, yeah. you know, like, so you can send her like an Instagram just being like, hey, this is a way that like, uh, I mean, if she's already defensive, she's going to be like, you're you think I'm defensive? Oh, you know, like, that's exactly. I wouldn't send I wouldn't send her some, that Instagram. I'd be sending yourself Instagrams. <laughs> I wouldn't send her anything. My ahead, advice for this person is honestly, like, especially because they said they're in their late 20s, like, I'm only 21. I'm really, I'm really just getting into this weird part of my life. But I saw this video of this judge speaking to this woman and like, I send it to all my friends now whenever they have a guy problem. And like, it's something like it's difficult to live by, but like, you really need to, like, it is not for compromising. Like it is not for like it's for learning what you want it's for like 20s are for learning what you want like what you will put up with what you won't put up with like who you are and building like your life and like someone who adds to it and if you're constantly compromising like that's just not what you're going to build and not only that like the easy excuse is like I've been with this person for so long I've invested this time like my friend Nicole like literally like if I ever have told her that she's like people spend years married and they get divorced like you're only adding more time you're only adding more re- like more to that one exactly. excuse that you're going to so cut it off realize that like you're young it sucks and it hurts but like you will move on you will be okay like you were fine before her you will be fine after her and she needs help and if you can't help her help yourself because she sounds very manipulative and just not a good partner. Girl, tweet me that video, first of all. I agree. I I, I I totally agree. You cannot buy your time back. And, like, I'm not a believer in, like, oh, you wasted the best years of your life. Like, what, what you did is what you did, but you can stop it today. Like, yeah. and then yeah. not – and choose not to live more days like that, you yeah, know? Yeah, 100%. So what the best you can do, girl. Um, but call us back and let us know what you do. I really hope that you, you know, stick up for yourself because you deserve it. And um, you've been through a lot, it sounds like. So, you know, not Ariana Grande a lot, but you've been through a lot. <laughs> no one has. No one has. Um, okay, let's let's uh, play our last call. Hey, Malt and Christina. Um, my name's Haley. And I just wanted to um, call you guys and say thank you for – the advice that you gave on the first episode of 2019 to the girl who was wondering about meeting her boyfriend's kid. Um, My parents had me when they were 19, and my dad never let me meet any of his girlfriends until I was 17 years old, and it's something about him that I really, really appreciate. He definitely wasn't perfect, but um, that time with him, just the two of us, is really special to me. And um, I, I just wouldn't have wanted to share that with someone temporary, um, especially now that, like, I would never want my dad to be alone, and I, I don't want to be selfish, but um, he has a girlfriend now, and things are just different I mean I'm 24 so like we it doesn't need to be the same I'm an adult but um it's obviously different between the two of us it's not as close as we used to be when she's around so um I really appreciate that and I definitely think that that's something that girls should find um 
admirable about that guy. And I just wanted to thank um, all for opening up as well. All right. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Thanks, Sister Haley. Um, that was really, really nice. I actually wound up hearing from a few of you guys about um, sharing on that episode, which is so um, just funny because I often forget almost immediately yeah. after an episode is recorded that so people will be like, thanks for what you shared. And I'm like, it could be anything. It could be literally like I used baby feet Wait, what this did week. I say? Like yeah. I never know what I said. Um, but yeah, I want to – I. I am I'm really glad I shared that and I'm really glad that call happened and I wouldn't be surprised if the girl who called us with that doesn't call again because like I would probably be afraid after eliciting a big emotional reaction from someone you know yeah I wasn't mad at her I was just like heartbroken no I mean but it's like this is the thing that like people are like well if you don't wait Kelly do you even know what we're talking about Um, like some girl so she wanted to meet someone's kid or something yeah it was a girl that called that she was she's like 29 and she was dating a 34 year old guy that had a young kid and she felt like it was absurd. six months in she's like I, I haven't or six or four months in she was just like I haven't met her I think it's weird like I want He has girlfriends that the kid knows and it's like well you're not his friend like basically she just was very like um I felt very selfish um yeah which yeah. is like really rough but um so people you know you are also a child of divorce like you already kind of we touched on that this episode about how your mom like sort of went off and got married because you know for me I was my I had a single mom too and like her dating was very meeting guys that she dated was very difficult for me Mm -hmm. for like you know and had a huge impact on me and like do you can you speak to that I I want to say it first of all though Haley like your dad sounds awesome like that's I think like he's a, what a role model like really honestly um he had he had his priority straight but did you have like experience with that kelly like feeling like you met a significant like you're one of your parents like significant others too soon or it was like weird and yeah or definitely i mean my dad is on his third marriage right now and you know i've known her for years now and um you know i have a stepbrother now and like all of that but i mean you know, I didn't like my stepmom from before this one. And like, it was, you know, like, sometimes like, and you know, my mom's boyfriends before, like, I've gotten attached to them after, like, you know, there were ones that I really liked, and then they break up. And it was like, you know, like, I that's hard. It's when you like them, it's as almost when you like them, it's as hard as when you don't, you know, because like the time that you don't, yeah yeah when you don't like them it's like good riddance you know but when exactly you do like them it's it's difficult you know like if my stepmom now moved out I'd be you know I'd be sad and like because like, in a way what's worse married, so is it's like different but is it worse like to live in like a boyfriend a... once that I I'm sorry what I was just saying like is it worse to live in a shitty situation and then get free of it or is it worse to live in like a really harmonious, happy situation and have it end? Like, I think that I think that either way, that's that sucks, you know. But you're yeah. you were saying your mom dated a guy you didn't like. Well, my mom dated a guy that I didn't like, and when he left, I was like, "Bye, see you, never." And my mom also yeah. has dated guys that I did like, and when they left, I was like, "Oh, like, 
I miss them. I miss their kids, you know, because kids, they yeah. have children. And it's like, you know, it's just, you have to be sensitive about it. And like, you can't feel entitled because that kid has a mother as well. Um, and that's something that you need to keep in mind. It's not only up to him because if I have a child with someone and they just introduce that child to every girlfriend that they have after me, it's going to be an issue. Yeah. Um, oh wait, Kelly, so, you watch you watch YouTube shit, right? Yeah. Are you following like what's going on with Trisha pa- uh, Paytas and Jason Nash? Barely. Like she just exposed the fuck out of. Yeah, they she exposed the fuck out of them and also like dragged the kid's mom, like his kid's mom, and like I actually sort of agreed with a lot of what Trish had to say, but it was rough. And like I also I could not imagine my dad dating a woman who masturbates on Patreon for a living and like having her I'm fully, sorry, what? Yeah, having her I'm fully so call having Trisha Paytas masturbates on Patreon, like for her private Patreon. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So like that's how she makes a lot of her money. And so I don't like know who when, that is. She's um my favorite YouTube star. She's the big oh, blonde okay. girl that okay. I always post you pictures like her? of. Oh, I love Trisha. I mean like oh my God. I I'm sorry. I like I her in I like her in a way that, like, I know what's wrong with her. Like, I know I know everything that's wrong with her. It's not like she's just a troll. And I've also known her around the Internet for, like, 15 years, it feels like. Like, Jeffree Star I've known on the Internet for 15 years. Like, you kind of, like, they're problematic people, but, like, they're kind of, like, running into someone from high school you don't talk to anymore. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, look at you. Like, what weird shit you're still up to. <laughs> So, yeah, but I was just feeling bad for his kids because they're like 11 and 13 or something. Yeah. And like they're going to school and like, you know, the dad hangs out with like the vlog squad, which is like the young, cool part of the Internet. So like all these kids are are probably seeing these videos and like, yeah, that's another reason to sort of keep your relationships private. Oh, and definitely offline. I need to talk about how people need to stop. There's too many kids online. They're all online. They're everywhere. And like, it's not, some of these things are going to be really like, it already scares. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. You mean like eight-year-olds? No, I mean like babies. Like, I mean like literally like people posting pictures of their babies and shit like that. No, you're, you're a fun kid on the internet. You should be on the internet. Um, Everyone like, you're the exact age of people that should be on the internet. But um, no, like when I see like, you know, it's really weird. I don't know if you've heard of this murder of like Chris Watts. He's a guy in Colorado that murdered his wife, but oh, she yeah. was like a Facebook mm-hmm. multi-level marketing person. And so there is hours and hours and hours of footage of them. That's all online pictures of their kids, Facebook videos. And like you can watch now. And so what scares me is how many like murders and future crimes and stuff we're gonna have like living family albums of these people that we can all experience retroactively like I feel like I know too much about the Tate murders and like the LaBiancas and like the Helter Skelter world um and that was in the 60s like when there was no Christina has the saddest look on her face (laughs) Christina like are you okay it was like hello darkness I was like come back to me friend like I literally just watched like that meme happen over you like holy shit um damn put take that filter off um okay well Anyway, Kelly, real. we're going to wrap this up because I feel oh, like our like, friend is going to come Thank you soon. very much for like sharing that part of your life with our oh, listeners. And yes. I think it's like that raw emotion was ex- what I was going to say is that like, 
you know, she might've been deterred from that raw emotion, but I think that like that display is important because they know how deep that wound is for for you. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. a deep, it's a fucking deep wound, but like, it's also like, it doesn't, you know, it's not always like, it's something that's there. Yeah. You know, like it's sometimes it's funny. Honestly, I'm definitely not scarred by my parents divorce or anything like that. Like, thank God they're divorced. But like, honestly yeah I mean I'm I'm keeping my kids away like if I god forbid I'm you know not with their dad it might not be that deep but it's that that serious yeah and I'm gonna be the godmother of your children yeah (laughs) yeah well I can't wait to come to the christening and everything like that for your kids whatever it is you do the bris um (laughs) the bris I am when Kelly gets her child (laughs) circumcised I will be in Florida (laughs) Um, okay, you guys, thank it. you so You're much. There. Kelly, I love you so much. You're my favorite 21-year-old from the internet. <laughs> I adore you. you. I want to, let's like do more of Kelly coming back on. And like, I want to add like a Patreon for Please Advise or something where maybe we can just do like a five-minute chat with Kelly once in a while mm-hmm. and like, you know, check when in with some ever. Greg the Reg. So I had messages from people that like reached out to me and it made me feel so good. I was like so happy. I was like, whenever you guys want me on, I'm here. Please Advise Nation lives for you. We love you. People were like sliding into your DMs. Yes, I had. I found the message today, like the sweetest message from this woman. And she was like, I had a similar experience to you when I was 17 and like just listening to you is so healing and like all this stuff like I had people like just like the nicest reactions from like women and I was just like you guys are lovely and I I just liked it it was really nice please advise nation we've got you girl please advise nation we have your back and um and like guys we'll link Kelly's first episode if you guys haven't heard it just so that like there's more context to how we met this 21 year old girl in Florida (laughs) but um yeah it's a great episode and um keep reaching out to Kelly she's the best but also protect her protect her at all costs um Kelly (laughs) we love you so much we're gonna link all your social medias and stuff like that Make sure, you know, you keep an eye out for creeps and perverts and sex trafficking. I don't like it. I've been reading oh a lot God. about sex trafficking. Well, I didn't know. It's I dark. mean, I knew, but there's a lot of sex it's trafficking. It's happening in plain sight. Yeah. You could, you could, any moment. And how many times? Do you know how many times I probably was almost sex trafficked and I have no idea because I'm clueless? Okay, you know, well, I think about that. House anymore, I think. Don't, yeah, that's actually probably smart. Be like Miley Cyrus and make a club room in your house, okay? That's such Stay a out of good trouble. Idea. It's literally brilliant. I know, I know. We'll make a bar in your house. I love you so much. <laughs> if let's, if we ever like are in the same state, it would be so magical. And um, yes. I can't wait to talk to you more soon. Okay. Okay. Thank you for having me on. Of course, honey. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 